A lot of times the people are going to buy the cheapest rate, not understanding they're chipping away internally at those two or three key components. And for a few dollars, they're throwing away a lot of protection. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial in the San Diego area, and Thomas O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group, Inc. in Rockaway, New Jersey. Together, they'll be keeping retirement happy from coast to coast. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. I am your host on the West Coast, John I. Marino, and I am joined by my co-host on the East Coast, Tom O'Connell. Tommy, hey, happy hey, Monday, hey. buddy. Happy Monday. How you doing, John? Good, good. How's your weekend? It was excellent. How was Las Vegas? It was all right. It was all right. It was a nice weekend with the wife and friends. We got to go see Sebastian Manisalco, who's our favorite comedian. So he was great. Great in concert or great live, I should say. Awesome. What do you have going on? It was a quiet weekend. We had a track meet and then we had a little bit of hiking. That was kind of the weekend. Yeah. How did Emma do? She did well. She did well. This is our first year running it. So she's doing great. She loves it. So that's all you can ask for. Well, and all those years of soccer probably helped her out too. Yeah. And it's a great way for her to get in shape for soccer season too. So, right, right. Well, folks, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about asset protection. Now, as Tommy and I are comprehensive financial planners, we're always looking to give our clients more than what you would typically find in a lot of financial advisors. Um, you know, I, I think Tommy and I have made it clear to, to anyone that we talk to that comes in our office or, or watches our video series or or listens to the podcast that, you know, we, we just want to be at the absolute best advisors for our clients and, and our job's not to make our clients rich, right? We're dealing with pre-retirees and retirees who understand that principal protection and asset protection are vital to having that peace of mind and success in retirement. So today we are going to be talking with a special guest, a longtime friend of Tommy's. And uh, we have the president and founder of Coastal Financial Group located in Montville, New Jersey, Mr. Thomas Tyson. This guy has been, he, he launched Coastal Financial Group in 1991, has a stellar reputation across the country. He has clients in all 50 states and was actually a past honoree of New Jersey businesses 40 under 40, um, along with receiving several other awards from Morris County in the state of New Jersey. But he's more or less a longtime friend of yours, right, Tommy? Yes, sir. Uh, I've known Tom Tyson since we were about 13 years old. We went to high school together. We played soccer together in, in high school and on club teams until we were uh, well into our 30s. Uh, he and I have been best friends and since almost 40 years now, or, or maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I, I saw him start his company. Uh, it's an incredible success story. He's, uh, he's absolutely brilliant in, in what he does. Uh, and he's my go-to guy. So if I have questions about group benefits, about 
property casualty for clients. Uh, I'm no expert in that area. And, and you know, I, I don't think I want people to think I'm an expert in everything. I, I can't be. So when I have a question or my clients have a need, this is the guy that I go to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's introduce Mr. Tom Tyson. And today's guest is the president and founder of Coastal Financial Group, Tom Tyson. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you guys this afternoon and go over a couple of things that uh, are important to your clients. And you guys manage the money um, aspect of it and make sure that they stay protected that way. We look at it a little different side of the, of the coin. It's really protecting some of the assets and some of the pitfalls that they can have on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, right. so it, I, I think this is kind of a overlooked area for a lot of people uh, on the asset protection risk mitigation side of things. Uh, would you agree, John? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of the frustration, I mean, even even dealing with PNC people over the years, is it's it's it feels more like a transactional um, type of uh, an environment where you just have so many, you, you're just kind of getting shuffled in, especially if you're in a captive agency, one of those big, large type of brokerage things where it's like, they don't really know anything about you. They don't know what you truly have and, and what's worth to you. And it's just, okay, here, you know, we have, uh, we're going to sell you some uh, auto insurance, some home insurance, and uh, that's it. And next, next and when you're, and when, you're talk, when you're talking about like the farmers or the state farms or the all states of the world, we're independent. So we have a broad market of maybe 30 to 40 carriers that we can go to. Like you said, John, those, car- those agents are kind of pigeonholed to the products that they can offer their clients. And back to our discussion before, if you live in a certain area that, especially in California, that has fire issues or here on the East Coast, if you're near the ocean, there's definitely certain carriers that won't look at that risk. And there's other carriers that will take that appetite and, and have no issues because they, they understand what's in front of them. But the big, like you said, the farmers of the world, they're not, they're going to be more of a cookie cutter transactional s- system. And we're going to look at a more of a holistic picture. Take a look at the house, make sure your liability is properly corrected um, with your auto, make sure your limits on your PIP. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but make sure your if something does happen to you uh, and the other person doesn't have the proper coverages you better have the proper coverages from the medical side and from the liability side for the car insurance then for the homeowners you would want to protect your you know the home itself and then some type of umbrella coverage on top of that which would help with anybody coming and slipping and falling at your house a worker from the outside coming and having an issue this would be a liability on top of the baseline coverage on the home. And then other things to look at in a homeowner's package potentially would be uh, the jewelry rider for someone who does, who wants to take some of their jewelry and put it on a, on a rider situation, kind of its own little policy within the policy. So that's kind of where you have to dig into the whole situation and understand what their, what their goals are. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, you hit it on the dot. It's holistic. Everybody, I mean, even you can have, you know, neighbors where they've got, especially here in California, we all have the same type of cookie cutter track home. But, you know, on my block, you've got 
you know, I've got a, uh, one of my neighbors, he's a, owns a, owns like three or four different businesses, like supplements and all that. And I've got, uh, I've got real estate agents with their own business next, you know, across the street. Then we have a construction guy. I mean, we all have so many different arenas that, you know, when you really understand asset protection, that none of us should have the same type of policies because we all have different things, you know, going on in our lives in both business and, um, you know, the the personal, right? You know, I got kids, so I got the trampoline in the backyard. I got the spa, you know, that, the trampoline. Yeah, you know, it's like a human Aflac machine over there. So and, and, the, and the trampoline is really frowned upon by a lot of insurance companies. So if they they're going to ask about a trampoline, they're going to ask about your dogs. What type of dogs do you have? There's 10 breeds of dogs that specifically certain insurance companies don't want don't want to cover. They don't want the exposure. Right. Yeah, I mean, John, I, the, one of the great reasons or one of the big reasons why uh, I work with Tom uh, is just what both of you said, the holistic approach, right? Just like in our, uh, our businesses with our clients, we're, we take holistic approaches. We don't want a client for a single transaction. We want to work with them for a long time. I mean, I'm, uh, I have a couple clients now. I'm working into the fourth generation of the family. And so that's the kind, that's why we like to work with like-minded advisors in the areas where we don't have that expertise. And I think that's uh, incredible. And, you know, you hit it on the dot too, Tommy. We can't, I mean, it's, it would be really impossible to give top-notch service and have an expertise when you're trying to juggle PNC, life insurance, retirement plan. You, you can't, you just can't do it. You can't do, you can't do taxes. You can't do PNC. And, you know, that's one of the, our guiding principles of both of our firms, Tommy, and this show you know, and I, I mentioned it, you know, when we when we started talking about this show and, and you came up with the idea to, hey, let's expand on what we always talk about with our clients and utilize our network of phenomenal business professionals to give people the information they need. And, and you know, and that's that's exactly what we're doing. And, and you, you have to have that comprehensive approach, because just like how Tom said, I mean, just in our, like our in our our practices, we may use some vehicles for some, and and we may not do the same for others. But it's it's not the product or the tool; it's the goals of the people and the planning. And that's when we enter, you know, that's when we'll use the product to address one situation. Kind of how like Tom, you know, Tom Tyson just said um, with PNC. So. So, Tom, let me start off. I, you kind of hit a few of the questions uh, right off the bat, but um, let me ask you, in, in your 30 plus years of experience, uh, what would you say are maybe the three or four most overlooked items or uh, areas in risk management? Um, the risk management, I mean, one of them is, is a little bit off topic here, but you guys are probably talking about this too, is the disability insurance. People okay. really don't they're underinsured in a disability and their income is just as important as the home or the car. So they want to protect the asset. Their income is their biggest asset. So if they can get group insurance from their employer, if there's a voluntary situation from the employer for larger companies, a lot of them have that program set up. You and John both probably have this deep in your practices to on the discussion of disability insurance. Most people don't think about that. 
And then when you have your homeowners and your auto, really take a look at an umbrella. An umbrella is very inexpensive. And what an umbrella does, it sits at, say your auto policy has a 500,000 or a million dollar liability limit. Your home has a three, 500 or a million dollar liability limit. This would be a, think of it just as an umbrella on top of your baseline coverage. God forbid one of the kids gets in a car accident. God forbid you have a party and someone falls in that hot tub, that trampoline, and there's an issue, there's a neck issue, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a catastrophic injury. That liability insurance goes on top of what you have on your baseline. So you'd have a two or a three or a four million dollar protection. And that would really for very few dollars. You can buy a couple million dollars for a few hundred dollars. So again, it's mitigating that, that one or two big accidents that could wipe you out and, and, and really wipe out a fa- wipe out a family. I, uh, I know you've gone through it. Your daughters are a little bit older than mine. Uh, but for uh, I have a 15-year-old coming up, uh, getting ready to get her license, driver's license pretty soon. And I know for sure that is something that I want. Just, you know, not because of anything other than she's, you know, an experienced driver. And, and uh, like you said, God forbid anything happens. Uh, a lifetime of work and uh, uh, sacrifice and saving could be wiped out. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, there's, there's an array of ways to get to those, you know, to get to that disability situation, just to get some baseline coverage in place if they don't have it. And to get it through their organization, a lot of times there's, there's no underwriting. So there wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be any medical questions. And then if you're going to get a little into a deeper policy with you know, some individual, there may be some underwriting. But again, you want to protect your, your income for right. the future. Now, now, Tom, I mean, you know, disability insurance has been around a long, long time. Why, what's the biggest pushback to people not getting disability insurance? I don't think agents focus enough on it and, and make it, they're happy to make a life sale or, get, or make an annuity sale or gather some asset. But that, that's really the, one of the baseline. I mean, Tommy and I took a disability class 25, 30 years ago. And it's, it's part of our practice here, specifically uh, on the group side, because you can get it very inexpensively and you can cover a, a broad spectrum of people uh, with different needs. Right, right. And then you brought up umbrella policy and, and you know, that's something that I've always talked to my clients about, you know, and, and if we're comparing, you know, types of insurance, I, I always tell people this is like the term insurance of property and casualty, right? You can get a lot of coverage Correct. for a little bit of money. And that small investment can provide, I mean, copious amounts of peace of mind. But how, if a client sit in there and, and they're talking with, you know, they come into Coastal Financial and they're talking with Tom Tyson, how do you really determine how much coverage they need when, when you're talking in, in the umbrella? I, I mean, I've kind of heard some general, general, the umbrella is going to run, it's going to be like, the umbrella is going to be like one, three or $5 million. The price difference isn't very much. So it's kind of where their, their comfort level is. Um, but having you know, at least the baseline million on top of their, their base coverage is, is a starter. And again, the guy owns a business. The guy owns two businesses. He owns some other assets. He, he owns you know, five apartment buildings. You might want to protect, you know, make sure that, that they're protected. Right, right. Now, this might come as in California, you know, people always ask, 
Well, should you have earthquake coverage? I've never really gotten a, a solid answer from from even some some of the PNC guys I've worked with. No one wants to talk about earthquake, but I was taking a, a class here for asset protection. They actually said one of the most overlooked coverages that people don't get, and it doesn't matter if you live on the top of a mountain or uh, you are a victim of Hurricane Katrina, where a lot of these people found out they weren't covered, was flood insurance. What's your thought? What, what's so, your idea on flood? Well, flood insurance would be needed to protect the asset in the home, and it's going to have to be a, a flood. So it's not going to protect the home itself. It's going to, you know, so it's needed in certain areas. It's going to be needed by certain mortgage companies. If you go to finance a home here in Jersey, people got a lot of people got wiped out thinking they have it. They don't. It's a very specific policy separate from your homeowners. It addresses a specific limit on coverages. So it's either 50 or 100 or whatever the number may be that you decide on personal property and the inside of the home. So it's, it's, not, like, it's not like a homeowner's policy. It's specific to floods. And now we're and talking about any like, flood. Correct. And the same as like hurricane insurance. When you're down in the Florida, like along the coast in Florida, they'll have. So I'm not 100% sure how the deductibles work on your uh, earthquake insurance in California. How a hurricane deductible works, it's usually a percentage of the home. So a hurricane deductible can be $25,000, $50,000 that the homeowner would have to pay before the insurance kicks in. Again, specific areas, Florida, along the coasts, it would probably be again, very similar to your earthquake issues in California. So I'm going to, I'm going to veer off a little bit. And um, one of the things that you, uh, you, you mentioned was the disability, which kind of rolls into uh, the, uh, the, the group benefit area that you're also an expert in. Um, so my, my starter question would be for most people, the clients of ours and, and I think most people in the general public, the only time they really look at their benefits is around October, November, when their companies are renewing all their coverages. Do you find that that's, um, that's enough? Or is this something that sh people should be reviewing and understanding uh, on, uh, more often, like when we do quarterly reviews with our clients on their other uh, insur uh, private insurance. It should be part of, it should probably be part of your, it should be part of your conversation on the quarterly basis. They're only given that option once a year. And when you mentioned that fall time, that fall timing, that's for companies that large, most large companies renew on January 1st and have a calendar year. Some other companies, I, I'm, I'm focused heavily in the benefits. I mean, I have two departments here. I head up the benefits department and have for 30 years. I, I focus my day-to-day, -day, every day, selling benefits. I have a couple of different managers in my property and casualty division who manage either commercial or personal lines. And we have some specific industry niches that we work with. The benefits renew for the January timeframe in the fall, but all during the year, different size companies will be renewing. But that's the time that their employer gives them the option to make their choices. A lot of times it's just hand it to the wife, let her look at it, and no one really explains it. We've got to take it a little step further. We do one-on-ones with the, with the spouses on the phone. We have hotlines that they can call to review any of the changes, any of the open enrollment options. So if a, the kids are opting in at certain ages for 
you know, dental insurance, vision insurance, um, accident insurance. We like offering a client almost like a Chinese menu that he can offer to his employees that if they want to be contributory from the employer's side, meaning give each employee a little bit of money, they can, and let the employee spend it as they want. Or they can make it totally voluntary, meaning the employee just picks it up and pays for it themselves. But the nice thing is about buying it on a platform from an organization. This can be a company of two employees up to 2,000. We have products anywhere in between. It lets the employee make the decision for their family. Everyone doesn't need glasses. Everyone might not need, someone might want more term insurance. Someone might want more disability insurance. By giving the employee or the member that concierge Chinese menu buying option, they have a lot of different things to pick from and they can, you know, make their decisions for their family. And and I mean, that goes back to the absolute value of an independent broker. I mean, just like with us, you know, we don't, you have so many of these companies that are captive and and they're actually making decisions on behalf of their firm, not on behalf of the client. You know, Tom and I can go wherever we want to go in, in, you know, in, in the insurance space or in the investment world space. And I think, you know, that's very important that you have that independent mentality where it's like, hey, this this company fits best for you or, or this vehicle fits best for you. It may not be good for your neighbor, but it's good for you. Yeah, I, I work for the I work for the client and represent the insurance company. I'm never going to give the insurance company a bad risk from an underwriting standpoint, but I work strictly for the client. Our relationships with the insurance companies allow us uh, because you know, we have very, very high persistency rates. We're in the high 90s. We get a client in our door. We typically don't. We don't lose the client. Uh, we, we, our customer service is really the separation point. Um, I have an awesome staff and it's really client first, carrier second, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, you know, the the independent versus the the captivation thing for me in my mind is I'll use the analogy. If I were building a house, a captive agent can only sell me a hammer for all the things that I have to do to build that house. So my my toolbox is limited, whereas with an independent like like Tom and John and myself, we have an unlimited toolbox so we can find whatever tool is necessary to complete the task at hand. Right. And if it's not in our toolbox, we know a guy. We know. Right, we, we know, know a guy. We, we got, got a the guy. Toolbox. <laughs> right. So and, and, and joint work between firms is something that we've always we have centers of influence that we work with law firms, accounting firms, other insurance agencies. I, I, I specifically work with a, a big medical malpractice agency, and we you know they do any of our medical mal, and we do any of their benefits of property and casualty. So again, back to your point, surrounding yourselves with the proper referral base is key to your clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always what you know. It's definitely who you know. So, well, now, Tom, if you could kind of just step back, we, we've talked about the umbrella, the, the disability, the auto. I want to kind of give a, a, a case, like a little case study for our clients. So, you know, let's say you have, you know, just for the simplicity of this one, because we're going to have you on again to really focus on business, the business world. But, you know, you have Jack and Diane, you know, they're coming in, they're retiring. 
they own their house outright now, right? Mm-hmm. They've, they, they, they paid off their 30-year mortgage. Their house is worth almost two, a million five, let's say. And then they have a couple million in investments and assets. And, um, you know, they, their kids are all grown up, but it's just those two. What type of coverage would you kind of start to veer people towards? And what I'm meaning is, you know, is it better... Hey, listen, you're a solid driver. Go with go with the higher deductible. Um, you know, maybe think about putting the insurance. I, I've I've read some places where they say put the jewelry on a whole separate policy, so you're not making a claim on your homeowners. What are some of the tips that you would give uh, your, a prospective client like that or, or our listeners? First of all, we would take I would do a full review on what they currently have. So if they're protected properly, we would identify that in the, re- in the re- review process and then kind of chip away from there. So that a basic review where we dig into the policies, explain to them what they have, what, that, what, they, what they have, what it means to them. Because a lot of times people have no idea what they have and have no idea what it means. They, they really don't. So it's, we would start there and then make sure that they're properly protected um, like I said, with the, with the car insurance, you want to have your PIP insurance made sure, that, you know, to make sure that you, God forbid, you get in a car accident, you're going to have the proper medical insurance. And it's not going to need to go through your medical carrier or somebody hits you and they have no insurance. It's not you. It's the person who, who hits you and they don't have anything. And that's going to come back. It's going to fall back into your policy. So we want to make sure you're with, with those assets that you described couple million dollar house and a couple million dollars in cash or whatever the money is, you want to make sure that that's protected properly also. You know, one of the things I see a lot when, when clients bring in their uh, car insurance uh, policies to me is these personal liability and, and uh, other driver liabilities of 25, 50,000. I think in New Jersey, the minimum is 50,000 maybe. That doesn't go far. Uh, it doesn't go right. anywhere. I mean, uh, it, it boggles my mind. So I, I, I understand. But, but people, but people will buy the insurance because of a rate. And when you call a Geico or you call a eight hundred number, and you get someone on the telephone, they're going to try to sell you. A lot of times, the people are going to buy the cheapest rate, not understanding they're chipping away internally at those two or three key components, and for a few dollars, they're throwing away a lot of protection. Which is why you're getting it in the first place. You know, I mean, let's look at the main goal. It's not to save, you know, yes, we'd always like to get the bank for the buck, but you're not spending money to, to, to save a nickel or dime. You're, you're spending the money to save your net worth. Correct. So we, we, we typically treat every person with a full review and try to dissect what, you know, what their goals and needs are and then fulfill that. So going back to John's, uh, uh, the other part of John's question to, what's the maybe more appropriate protocol with uh, riders like a jewelry rider or for, for me, like, you know, you know, for years I've collected baseball cards or those the types of things that are going to be covered well under a traditional homeowner's policy. Or is that something we should look at? Collectibles such as guns, jewelry, cards like that, coins, watches, it's not inexpensive compared to the homeowners. It's, it's going to be a, a bigger number on the homeowners, but it, it comes on as a rider and it's specific. So if you have 20 watches and you lose one, you're going to get coverage for that watch. 
Um, the same with your, like John said, with the, with the wife's jewelry, uh, wedding ring. That would be rotted. God forbid you're, you know, you're at a hotel somewhere and it falls down the sink. It would be covered, no questions asked. With a rent, with it, without being ridered, it would either have a five or a ten thousand dollar limit, and then, like John said, it would go back against your, your claim history on your homeowners. Now, people really don't understand how homeowners and auto insurance is underwritten, but the components have changed so much in the last fifteen or twenty years. Whereas someone's credit, their FICA score, is very very important to how they rate and calculate the policies. Someone who's has a lot of money, who has a great FICA score, is less likely to put in for a claim for a broken pipe for a thousand bucks. They're less likely to put in for something nuisance from the insurance company standpoint. Whereas someone who doesn't have that, they may be using the insurance company as a mini bank. And they're not going to let that happen, obviously. A couple of years of one or two claims, they will quickly unrenew you. You know, they'll non-renew you at, at renewal time. So it kind of comes down to the person's human nature and their, you know, how they live their lives a lot of times. Right, right. Now, and I, now going back, because I was thinking this, uh, umbrella coverage. What are some of the things, because out here in, you know, San Diego, you, you got a lot of different things that people can do. You can take, you know, and I guess you, you have a lot of the same stuff in New Jersey. You got the boats. You know, people are either taking fresh water boats into the ocean or we're going out to the Colorado River, the lakes to do, uh, or saltwater, I should say, in the ocean, fresh water, river, you know, wakeboarding, that type of stuff. Um, you know, and then you have a couple of people that do a lot of private, you know, solo Cessna flying. What kind of coverage, though? Is that going to be covered under umbrella policies or do they have to yeah. be aware of that? So the boat, the boat would have its own coverage. So when you either, the, you know, they'd have boating coverage and then the umbrella goes with anything that, that the people own. So homes, boats, motorcycles, ATVs, RVs. RVs, 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 definitely RVs. They would have an RV policy and then they would have a, you know, the umbrella would list the risks. A lot of times, um, the risk will be run under under one company, or it can be spread, but a lot of times it'll be a progressive or whatever the carrier may be, a traveler's, a Liberty Mutual, something like that, that would take all those risks on. Someone might just have specific boat insurance. You just get the policy, add it to the umbrella, and uh, that would all fall under one one category. So do you, do you think that, uh, well, from your experience, are people better off? having say all of that coverage under one company or are they better off having that relegated maybe to two or three no, different companies if 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 the if the, the carrier will take the risk um they build in multiple multiple discounts so like my homeowner my auto insurance is with progressive so i have a, a not like an eight year good credit for no accidents. Then I have my homeowners. I have the same homeowners and the same umbrella company, which is, which is a New Jersey based company. They give me credits for that. They, you know, the kids have had good driving records. So they give you more discounts for that. They they do work together as long as there's good underlying coverage on the other pieces. They, they definitely, they, they recognize each other and work together and will give appropriate discounts um, for people who are, are worthy of them. And Tom, I'd like to ask you one last question as, you know, we've gone past the 30 minute mark here. So obviously 
Um, we're going to let people get your contact info if they want to talk to you. But we, we know you do a little bit more specialty on the business side. So if we have our individual listeners and, you know, I'm, I'm actively trying to build up a, a network of, of good PNC guys out here. But for those listeners, what should they look for in a good independent broker or a PNC agent to really say, hey, you know what, these are the key points that we really have to focus on with the person we're working with? Yeah. So independence is, is a key thing. So try to find a good independent agency in your, in your area. History is the agency been around for a while. Try, try to find, you know, find an agency that's been around 15, 20 years that has some capacity. You see them donating back to the community, being part of where you kind of hang your hat. They're at your church. They're at your social club. They're at your, you know, they're, they're, they're sponsoring functions from a goodwill manner in the community because most insurance agencies do that. Um, they want to be part of the community. Um, especially, you know, the independents, they want to be, you know, drive business back to the people that give them business. So that, that's, that I would start there. Um, maybe ask a neighbor if they, if they don't have someone, you know, that they currently have the, the total comfort with, but they should definitely every two to three years, not every year. Um, if you haven't done it in three or four or five years, I would do it this year at renewal time is do a review. Let somebody else from a different agency take a look at it. It can't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a free look. And they may come up with an idea or two in your area that is more specific that may help. Yeah, we're, we're big proponents of uh, the second opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it because if nothing else, they're going re- to realize what a good job we're doing and um, help, that, that'll help solidify things. Right, right. Well, hey, Tom, you know, we really appreciate it. We know you, you've you got a, a very busy uh, schedule and we appreciate you coming on, spending, you know, 35 minutes of your time. We'd definitely like to have you on to talk to our business owners and really your specialty. But for any of the listeners, especially if you are a business owner, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you're licensed in all 50 states. You do business in all 50 states. So whether you're even though you're based on the East Coast uh, in, in Montville, New Jersey, if we have listeners on the West Coast or somewhere in between, how can they get a hold of you? Good, John. You can reach us at 1-800-952-4584. And our website is www.coastalfinancialgroup.com. We answer the phone live during the day. You're going to get a receptionist. Tell her what your needs are, and she'll get you to the right hands and We'll, we'll, we'll solve your, your needs. Awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, Great Tommy, stuff. I, uh, you know, this was, I, I learned a lot as, as usual, um, from my, you know, from our guests and, uh, thanks for putting, uh, putting this together, Tommy O'Connell. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was, uh, Tom, it was great having you. I appreciate you taking the time, uh, to, to talk with us today and our listeners. Uh, um, I, I know they learned a lot as well. And we look forward to having you back and talking more on the business side of stuff. I welcome the opportunity, guys. I appreciate the, uh, you know, meeting with you guys and talking and, and brainstorming. It's great. A great podcast. Yeah. So don't forget, folks, uh, in, in order to reach Tom, it's 800-952-4584 and then uh, www.coastalfinancialgroup.com. Yep. 
Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. As always, if you have any questions, you know where to get a hold of Tom. Uh, or if you have a question for Tommy O'Connor or myself, shoot us an email or a phone call. Um, or if there's any topics that you really want to hear, let us know and we'll make it happen. Again, I would like to thank Tom Tyson of Coastal Financial Group for joining us on another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast, and we look forward to helping you retire happy soon. Take care, folks. It's easy to get in touch with John and Thomas. If you're more on the West Coast, give John a call at 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210, or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. If you're more of an East Coaster, then call Thomas, 973-394-0623. That's 973-394-0623. And online at internationalfinancial.com. That's internationalfinancial.com. And you can, of course, always just check the description or the show notes section of today's show for all that contact information. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. And we'll see you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM, Securus Financial, and International Financial Advisory Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Iamarino, Thomas O'Connell, and guests on this show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered.